this next song talks about it's all because of Jesus. I'm alive. And if you've received the life that God has given you through Jesus Christ, then we are singing as a people who are alive in him today. As we join together and continue to worship, let's praise our Lord Jesus because he died for each of us. Let's celebrate. Put your hands together tonight. This is a celebration of what Jesus did for us.
of God tonight because he is here with us. As we begin our next song, it's awesome that he is the only name that is worthy of all of our praise. He's the only name worthy in all of the universe to be called Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, and Emmanuel.
grave Your glory fills the highest place What can separate me
punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. We are healed by your sacrifice and the life that you gave. We are healed for you paid the price by your grace.
Some powerful words, aren't they? He took my shame, he took my blame on my cross. That's what Good Friday is all about. We've come tonight. We want to pause as the choir just takes a few moments off their feet. We want to pause and just actually read right from the scriptures tonight what Jesus has done for us. John chapter 19, and we're going to begin in verse 17. So they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place the place of the skull. They crucified him. And they crucified him with two others, and on either side, Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in three languages, Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am king of the Jews. And Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Jesus really did die on our cross because he who knew no sin became sin for us. This was the only perfect son of God, the spotless lamb of God, the only one who could pay for our sin. The only one who could go to the cross. See, the Bible says that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and Jesus had to make a way. And it was a plan that, that was created. We've been talking on Sundays here at the church about the journey to the cross. We said that it was the plan that started in eternity past all the way to an appointment that Jesus had on the cross to pay for your sin. And that day, Pilate knew Pilate himself knew that he had nothing against Jesus, and that's why he says, what I have written, I have written. This was the perfect Son of Man, the perfect Son of God, 100% God, 100% man, and he died in our stead. As a matter of fact, it was common for a Roman, for a Roman crucifixion. They would take the criminals, and particularly the ones that, would be, that they thought would get, be a challenge to the, to the Roman Empire, and they would take them and they would crucify them. And there were literally hundreds of people that had been crucified. But there was only one that was perfect, and that was Jesus Christ. You see, the Roman crucifixion was a common criminal's death. Just one problem, Jesus wasn't a common criminal. He was perfect. And so they put that inscription. It was what they would do, the, the common way of the crucifixion was to put the crime that they were guilty of, the crime that they were charged of, and they would hang it above their head so that everyone would know. And as a matter of fact, after the, the death and the execution of the, of the criminal, they would take that sign down and they would write a cross on that sign to die. In other words, the crime that he... He has now been paid in full. He has paid in full his crime. Tetelestai was a common, a common uh, term that was used, like if you were to pay off a banknote. Tetelestai, paid in full. But above Jesus' head, it said the king of the Jews. 
And it was written in three languages so that everybody would know. He was the perfect son of God. And he went to that cross for you. He went to that cross for me. And he said that our sin is, is separates us from the, holy, the holiness of God. He came that day and he died. Verse 23, when the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts. One part for each soldier, also into four parts. One part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven into one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill what the Scripture says. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. John here directs us to an Old Testament passage where this would have been foretold. This was not some circumstance. This was not something that just happened they didn't just rise up and take Jesus innocently. He innocently gave his life. The innocent for the non-innocent, for you and I. So the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his, to, to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said, to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took, took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was, was now finished, said, to fulfill what the Scripture said, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it up to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head. And he gave up his spirit. And it's rather interesting that Jesus said his final words on the cross were, it is finished. And as we read that in English, we're, we're tempted to think, oh yes, that was just it. He was done. He's ready to die. But what was finished was the price of your soul. He paid in full. See, on my cross, on your cross, the sign above us says, guilty, sinner, Offended the holy God of the universe. And Jesus took that sign off of our cross. Took me off that cross. And he put himself there. He took you off there. Everything. I want you to think of, the, of your life. And think of how we have offended the holy God. He says that there is none righteous, no, not one. He said that he will not let the guilty go unpunished. He will not let the guilty go free. So he had to satisfy his own justice. And he had a plan. And that's why we call it God's plan of salvation. It was his plan to rescue my soul. His plan to rescue your soul. And so Jesus comes to the earth. He dies on the cross. And his final words are, to tell us die. What they were writing on the other criminals across their title of the crime that they had committed. And when Jesus said it was finished, he wrote to tell us die across our sin. He paid for our sin. The justice of God was fulfilled in Jesus Christ that day. Over in 1 Peter 3.18, we read this, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. 
For Christ also suffered once for sinners, the righteous for the unrighteous. That was his gift to you. That he would come and just take your place. He who knew no sin carried your sin to the cross. I think we have on the screen next, Colossians 3, 13 through 15 says this, you were dead because of your sins, because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. Verse 14, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Those are some powerful words. We'll leave that verse up there, 14, for just a second. He canceled the record. The word there is really a written record. The written record was the law. The law that was against us because I could not fulfill the law. The Ten Commandments, we can't fulfill them. There's no way. There are no perfect people. And the Scripture here tells us, He canceled the record of that written law that charges against us, and He took it away by nailing it to the cross. Verse 15, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. It was all about what the Apostle Paul told us here in Romans 5.8. He says, but God demonstrates his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you thankful tonight that God didn't just say he loved you? You know, sometimes we, we, you know, we, we, we say that sometimes in our family, oh, I love you, and then... You know, sometimes your wife will come back and say, now prove it. Right? Sometimes my kids will say that. Now just prove that you really love me, Dad, right? And that's what Jesus did. Talk wasn't cheap. He went to the cross. And he paid the ultimate sacrifice. And he did that so that your sin could be forgiven. And so that you may have eternal life. Psalm 103, verses 11 through 12 says this. For as high as the heavens are above the earth... So great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. It was through the death of Christ on the cross. But tonight, you have to open your heart and you have to receive him. See, it's not, just an, it's not enough to just believe it. The scriptures tell us that we have to receive it. He said in 1 John 1, in John chapter 1, he says, As many as received him, he gave the right to be called the children of God. He gave us the right to be the children of God. It's not just believing. We have to receive it. You know, if I were to hold out my hand and, and say I have a $100 bill, whoever wants to just come and take it, I would be mobbed. You would run me over. Because all you would have to do is open up and take that. You would receive it. But it wouldn't be be enough just to know, oh, yeah, that guy had a $100 bill in his hand. And see, that's the difference. You can believe that Jesus died on a cross just like you believe that George Washington was the first president of the United States. But that's not what God wants us to do. That's the beginning. See, it starts with knowledge and assent and then trust. And he wants us to go all the way to trust where you're trusting him. You came in tonight... You sat on that chair. You trusted that the church was smart enough to provide a chair for you to sit on. You trusted. You didn't walk around it. You didn't circle around it. You just came in and said, I trust that that chair will hold me up. And that's what God has done for you. He's provided the way. And what you have to do is open your heart and 
with childlike faith, just trust him. So I'd like to give you that opportunity tonight to trust him. The scriptures say, if you will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. As many as received him, he gave the right to be called the children of God. I'd like to give you the opportunity, as the Bible says tonight, to receive him. In just a moment, we're going to pray. And when we do, I'm going to ask you if you would like to receive Jesus. If you would just pray this simple prayer with me. Just tell God, Lord, I've, I, I'm a sinner. I've done wrong things. I've offended your holiness. And you died on the cross. You paid for my sin. And this Good Friday, I invite you into my life. Let's bow in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, I'd like to just give you that opportunity right where you're seated. If you would like to receive Jesus into your life tonight, maybe you've said, I have known and I have believed, but now tonight I want to come to the point where I receive. Where I receive Jesus. I want my debt paid in full. I owe a debt to the holiness of God. And Jesus paid it. So I come to him tonight. Would you pray this prayer just quietly in your heart? Just whisper it to God. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I've done wrong things. I've offended your holiness, O Lord. You died on the cross to pay for my sin. Jesus paid the penalty that I might have eternal life. He conquered death. He came back to life again. And I invite you into my life right now. God, tonight I, I go from believing just with my head to receiving in my heart. Thank you for coming in tonight. Just with our heads bowed and eyes closed, I'd like to encourage you, if you prayed that tonight, I'd like to encourage you just to share that with someone. Someone who who you know that cares about you, that may have invited you, that is your family, your friends, and just share with them, hey, God spoke to me tonight. And yet for others in this place, maybe you're, you need to refocus, retune your heart, your passion for Him, because your love for Him is so important. He gave us the gift of eternal life and buried our sin as far as the east is from the west. Father, I thank you so much. I pray that you'll be with every person as we respond to your sacrifice, Lord. God, we honor you. We bless your name. Thank you, God, as we celebrate this Good Friday, for indeed it is good for us that God, on this God Friday, step down into time and paid for our sin. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. In your sea of forgetfulness The chains of yesterday surround me I yearn for peace and rest I don't want to end up where you found me And it echoes in my mind 
Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that God has forgiven us our sin as far as the east is from the west? And because of that, we have a confident assurance that when we depart from this earth, if you've opened your heart and trusted Christ as your Savior, that you have eternal life. And the Bible says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Because He conquered the grave, because He rose, we get to rise too. I will rise. As we continue to worship our Lord tonight, I will rise. There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail There's an anchor for my soul I can say it is well Jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed The victory is won He is risen from the dead And I will rise When He calls my name No more sorrow No more pain on eagles' wings before my God fall on my knees and rise. I will rise. There's a day that's drawing near. When this darkness breaks to light And the shadows disappear And my faith shall be my eyes Jesus has overcome And the grave is overwhelmed And I will rise when He calls my name. No more sorrow, no more pain. I will rise on eagles' wings before my God. Fall on my knees and rise. I will rise 
calls my name No more sorrow, no more pain I will rise on eagle's wings Before my God, fall on my knees and rise I will You know, the Bible teaches that uh, the early church, when they came together, they did uh, a few things. They taught the doctrine of the Christian church. Uh, they had fellowship. They got together and they prayed for each other and they lifted each other's burdens and they tried to help each other when people were down and they rejoiced with each other when people were up. And uh, the Bible says they broke bread together and that's what we're going to do right now. So. Ushers, if you'll prepare to serve communion, and uh, we'll do that in just one minute. Communion is uh, the time that Jesus talked about us getting together and remembering in a more visual way what he did for us on the cross. The, uh, the bread, of course, represents the, the broken body of Christ. And uh, the little cup of grape juice that we'll receive tonight, that's, that's emblematic of the blood of Christ. The scripture says, by the shedding of blood, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. And so Pastor Ken put it as simply as it could be put tonight, the difference between believing in our head, most people do that. They, they believe in Jesus. But uh, trusting is a different issue. It's opening our heart. It's inviting Christ into our life. And if you're here tonight and you've never done that, this is the perfect, perfect time to do that. To just make your seat a little altar and your heart a place where God can dwell, maybe for the first time. And so, ushers, please take your place right now as we prepare to serve the congregation. Go ahead, please, and serve our congregation the bread. When you receive this little piece of bread, uh, just hold it in your hand a minute. And... Uh, Think about it. Uh, just uh, cherish it. Because many of you have seen pictures of, of uh, the tremendous torture that the Romans put someone through before they were crucified. And uh, they, how they mistreated the human body. This little piece of bread just typifies that. And so when you get your small piece... Just hold it with me in your hand, and then we'll all partake of it together after everyone has been served. Thank you. As they pass the bread around, we'd like you to sing with us a couple of these old hymns that just mean so much at this time of year. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. 
And I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown Oh, the old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me for the dear lamb of god left his glory above to bear it to dark calvary so I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown in the old rugged cross stained with blood so divine a wondrous beauty I see for twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do as often as you do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup. Gentlemen, prepare to serve our congregation. This little cup of grape juice represents the blood of Christ. And so as you receive yours, just hold it, cherish it in your hand, and thank the Lord on a personal basis for the tremendous sacrifice that he gave for your soul's salvation. Gentlemen, serve the congregation, please.
When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. See from his head, his hands, his feet. So such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose so rich a crown, were the whole realm of nature that were a tribute far too small. Love so amazing, so And in the same manner also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Would you stand with us one last time? As we sing these last couple songs, talking about the glorious day that we're going to see one day when Jesus comes back and gets us, and then just singing and praising the Lord, telling him how much we believe in him and what he has done for us. As we sing these next two songs, join us in worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Buried, he carried my sins far away. 
justified freely forever. One day He's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. took the nails for me, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified, freely forever, one day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious
Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And He's coming back again. We believe so faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing In our weakness and temptation I want to thank all the people in the sound booth back there and the lighting booth. Boy, they did a terrific job tonight. Uh, the, the fellows out in the parking lot, they always do well. We thank them. Uh, we thank Pastor Kim. Boy, that was a wonderful message he gave us tonight. I mean, he made that so cool. So cool. Let me, uh, let me invite you, you know, Easter Sunday's just right around the corner, isn't it? 
If you don't have a, a regular church home to attend on Easter Sunday morning, come and join us 9.30 or 11. And bring your friends. Uh, we're going to have another celebration, aren't we? Yes, okay. If they say so, I believe it. I love that last song. Boy, I thought I was like drifting. I was like, I was just like lifting off the ground there. That was awesome, man. We might could even get them to do that Sunday. I don't know. We, uh, be careful tonight out on the parking lot. Go slow. Be careful going down the hill. Really careful on 88 down there. Take your time. Be courteous. God bless you, and thanks so much for coming. Turn around and shake hands with your neighbor tonight. <laughs>